Black Wall Street Chronicles, and we're back at it again. Uh, I want to thank uh, all my listeners for listening to my podcast. Uh, I signed on to Amazon Music Podcast a couple of days ago. So if you want to look at my podcast and you have Amazon Prime, you should be able to stream it with no extra cost to you on Amazon Music. Currently, uh, I have a Twitch account. Uh, my Twitch is JeffGamer55 Ryer. That's Jeff, J E F F, Gamer, G A M E R, 55 Ryer, which is capital R Y E R. I will be posting my videos on my Twitch account on my podcast. I'm also on uh, Amazon's IMBD rating system. Uh, my podcast is also rated as a television show. So if you have an IMBD Pro account, please give me a uh, 10 stars. Give me the highest rating you possibly can so my IMBD rating system can go up. Uh, my Twitch is... Uh, I already said my Twitch. My Twitter account is at Ghetto Calvacade. Uh, that's, um, well, I'll have a link to my Twitch on the uh, podcast. So today, um, I am going to be talking about doing my review of Cuties. Uh, Cuties is the controversial uh, movie on Netflix that was basically created in France. And it deals with the um, objectification and social media effect on pre-teenage girls who just are going through puberty. Uh, It's very controversial because there's many people on the internet that are saying that it is a uh, uh, pedophile bait, something that pedophiles will look at. Uh, I find that I find that very off-putting that Netflix will put up a movie like that. So what we're going to do is I am going to read, I'll go to wikipedia.com and I'm going to read up on the movie and who is actually the star of the movie and who is the director. And then I'm going to read a couple of articles uh, telling the opinion and then I'm going to give my final assessment on the movie. Okay, just give me one moment. I'm going to go online to wikipedia.com and give uh, the Wikipedia's um, explanation of the movie. French coming-of-age drama film written and directed by Mamama Duchouk in her feature directorial debut. The film stars Fatih Youssef, Medina Al-Izzah Alzoni, 
Estegarralo, Hernando Con Cazones, and Marada Guade. The plot revolves a Senegalese French girl in a traditional Muslim upgrading who was caught between traditional values and internet culture. According to the filmmakers, the film is intended to criticize the hyposexualization of pre-adolescent girls. The film premiered in the World Cinematic Dramatic Competition section of the 2020 Sundance Film Festival on the January 23rd, where Duchal won the directing award. It was released in France on August 19, 2020 by BAC Films and internationally on September 9th, 2020 on Netflix. While receiving generally positive reviews from critics, the film and the marketing campaign by Netflix became the subject of controversy and politicized backlash. Receiving widespread criticism online, some groups and politicians claim that it sexualizes young girls, and several American politicians, as well as the Turkish radio and television Supreme Council, requested Netflix to remove the film. Amy, an 11-year-old girl immigrant girl from Senegal, lives with her mother Mariam and two younger brothers in an apartment in one of the Paris poorest neighborhoods where they wait for her father to rejoin them. She helplessly witnesses her mother suffer as her polymogorous husband prepares to return from Senegal with a second wife. She is also bored to repair in the religious values and the general that her aunt seeks to impress on her. Things turn swiftly as Amy is fascinated by her disobedient neighbor Angelica's twerking clique, Cuties. An adult-style dance troupe which is in stark contrast to Mariam religious customs, values, and traditions. The preteens practice for a competition and do not hesitate to adopt revealing outfits in the image of their older competitors. Encouraged by success in the quest for recognition on social networks, Amy decides to incorporate sexually suggestive dance moves into the choreography. Following the humiliation at school, she sends a compromising photo of her velva on social networks. She causes her to be rejected by her classmates. Following a quarter with the rest of the cuties, they ban her from performing with them at a dance concert. While her father's weddings on the same date as the final competition of Parc de la Vida, she is determined to dance with them. Sneaking out of the house in a dance office, she pushes the member of the cutie Yasmin into a leap. So the cuties have no chance but they're allowed to dance with them. The highly suggested dance routine shuts the audience. Suddenly thinking about her mother during the routine, Amy bursts into tears and leaves before the performance ends to join her mother. Upon her return, she returns to her aunt who blames her outfit and recent attitude. Amy mothers intervenes by telling her to leave her daughter alone and hugs her to reassure her. Amy implores to her mother to allow Amy to not attend the wedding. In order to demonstrate her disapproval, Amy mothers prohibits her not to go, but states that she herself must go fulfill her duty as a wife. Amy then abandons both the traditional wedding dress and her sexy dancer's outfit, and in jeans and t-shirts, her hair down, and goes out to play jump rope with a group of girls. Yeah, that's pretty much the plot. look at the U.S. political responses. U.S. Senator Joss Hawley of Missouri informally invited Netflix to discuss the film before Congress in a tweet. 
U.S. Senator Mike Lee of Utah sent a letter directly to Netflix CEO Reed Hastings and requested an explanation on Hastings' views to whether or not the potential exploitation of minors in the films constitutes criminal behavior. U.S. House Representative and former Democrat primary contender Tutsi Gabo Ohadi explicitly called the film child porn and it will whet the appetite of pedophiles and help fuel the child sex trafficking trade. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas sent a letter to the Department of Justice to investigate whether Netflix executives or filmmakers violated any federal laws against the production or distribution of child pornography. Christine Pelosi, daughter of U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, stated that the cubes hyposexualizes girls my daughter's age and no doubt to the delight of pedophiles like the one I persecuted. Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas and Representative Jim Banks of Indiana also both criticized the film in separate statements, calling for the Department of Justice to take legal action against Netflix, with Cotton saying there is no excuse for the sexualization of children, and Netflix's decision to promote the film cuties is disgusting at best a serious crime at worst. Representative Ken Buck of Colorado and Andy Biz of Arizona also called for the Department of Justice to investigate. The state attorney generals of Ohio, Florida, Louisiana, and Texas have also written a letter to Netflix asking for the removal of the film. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating of 86% based on 50 reviews, an average rating of 6.910. The website's critics have described it as a thoughtful look on the incredulities of girlhood in a modern age. Cuties is a coming-of-age film that confronts its themes of polygonary and nuance. At Metacritic, the film rated average a score of 69 of 100 based on 12 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. Monica Castillo of RogerEbert.com gave the film 4 out of 4 stars, stating Cuties is difficult and challenging film, pushing the idea of depiction does not equal endorsement to its limit. In a view from IndieWild, Kel Intraban wrote, Although the call steeps Cuties in a emotioning experience, she abandons his grace to make crazier gestures. Very Amy Nicholson wrote, Newcomer Yusuf has an anchoring presence. Occasionally, Dukarza let her light up the screen with a smile, and at the director's most expressionist, the girl folds, though it is noted that the film is aiming to get more gas than last with its dance numbers. Other reviewers noted that the film is indeed to criticize a culture that steers impressionable young girls towards the hyper-sexualization of their bodies and seems to want to provoke censure. Clanfell of La Mald praised the film and noted that it avoids judging the sexualized dances of the girls. French new newspaper Libertarian described the film as endearing but too demonstrative, adding that the film remains on the threshold of discomfort that it tends to press each time that the male gaze as it was afraid to blame it head on. According to France Info, Meganola's words are a subtle reflection on the condition of women when their childhood and innocence discreetly recede and female cast carried by the intensity of the young fertility of revelation. David Fear Rolling Stone stated that the film three of the five stars, calling it a sensitive portrait of growing pains that deserves to be seen. 
Common Sense Media gave the film four out of five stars and wrote that Ramola Decor has created an evocative, compassionate portrayal of young girls finding identity and values. Alyssa Rosenberg of the Washington Post defended the film, stated that the film would be liked by those who have not seen a glimpse of it yet, and she also just criticized the remarks made against the film. Carlos Aguilar, the rap, compared cuties to the films such as Girlhood, The Fits, and The Atlantics. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's the Wikipedia explanation. Yeah, I saw the film, and there was this part where, um, the girls actually was, um able to sneak in into a laser tag place and the security caught them and to get out of it they had to do like a dance routine and the old there was an old might man looking at security guards that was staring at him a little bit too hard like a creep and that part was very off-putting for me and just to add on my two cents um i'm gonna read uh some more articles on cuties. Let's see. Cuties. LA Times. Cuties isn't what I'm looking, reading at the article of Los Angeles Times, you know, like I said earlier, I'm going to read a couple of um, articles just to basically see what um, each of them say, right? Okay, Cuties isn't what I expected, it's a power portrait of female rage. Well, I finally watched the movie that everyone's talking about. No, not Tenet, which did not manage to single-handedly revive the film industry from its pandemic-induced coma in a week. I watched Cuties, Mamila Duclos' film about an 11-year-old Senegalese immigrant in France who regrails against a conservative culture by hurling itself into certain extremities of the modern world. Social media and sexually provocative dancing, only to find them just as oppressive. You know, the pedophile movie. I'm not trying to be flip about pedophilia. The sexual abuse and exploitation of children are real and never funny. It's also absolutely not the way any sane person would categorize the movie. In the essentials, Cuties is a fairly basic and recognizable story. Trouble Girl attempts to find herself by gaining the acceptance of others and winning a dance contest. Unfortunately, Netflix, which peached up the film after its many received Sundance premiere, marketed with a poster that made many people deeply and regretfully upset. The image, especially of an 11-year-old girl in full makeup, scanty clothes, and come-hither expressions, was shocking even in a modern dance mom's Tata and Tiara's context. The image was also, as everyone who actually seen Cuties rushed to point out, misrepresentative of the film and directly antithetical to its message. Netflix apologized and changed its marketing language and image, but alas, it was too late. A picture is worth a thousand words, especially, dare I say it, in the election year, 
Cuties found herself accused in many quarters of exploiting girls and courting pedophiles. Cancel Netflix trended. Ted Cruz weighed in. Hollywood was avowed. The code was threatened. Connell was evoked. A veritable flotilla of a culture war think pieces were launched. In America, that is, the other parts of the world, including France and Senegal, the movie prepared to praise for its portrayal of a child pulled between two cultures. No one would think to categorize it as pedophile or pornographic because that would be crazy. That would be culturally embarrassing. Choking on the fumes of the bobcat fire and the general conflagration of California, which many, including the president, deny has enough anything to do with climate change. Fuming myself over the existence of Americans who still refuse to wear masks and a postmaster general who seems intent on slowing down the mail. I was really hoping that once Netflix took responsibility for this inappropriate work, the completely ridiculous cutie sandal would just fade away, like the coronavirus of Trump's dreams. Then my 13-year-old daughter bounced into my office, vibrating with outrage over this movie. She said, 11-year-old twerking wait a minute I said I don't think that's quite fair have you ever seen it no she said have you hosted by my old pretard never comfortable so I watched cuties and was surprised at what I saw an imperfect but insightful portrait of a girl beset by so many opposing forces physical cultural emotional that she all but explodes it had a fairly benign explanation of cultural differences in the seductions of clique culture Never Have I Ever Meets Mean Girls, would have found a film about rage, the studied and cluttered, identifiable female fury that rises in so many girls, often such destructively, when they realize that certain rules are not about protecting them, but by controlling them. Cuties is not about a girl commenting terms with her sexuality. Sexuality doesn't factor into any of her actions. It is about a girl coming to girls terms with the nature of power and her intermediate and potentially like life, lifelong lack of it. I don't want to spoil the story, but given all the sweet statements, it is important to remember that God is in the details. Some attention to the details of what a small, deeply personal film should be paid. Amy Fertina Yuza, who's astounding, her mother Miriam, and the two younger siblings, all considered Muslims, just arrived from Senegal. We meet them as they are settling into their tiny public housing apartment. Amy's father, who was never named the scene, will be arriving soon. There's an argument over an empty bedroom, which Amy wants but is denied. As Mario hustles to a gender-segregated worship services, they, she, and other women are told that the female body is sinful and purity is the only hope of salvation. So there's that. On her way back to the apartment, Amy, her head still covered, past the building's lodging room where she sees a young girl in leggings and a crop top, dancing to pop music as she alternately tends to wash and irons her long, dark hair. At school, she sees the girl, Angelica, which is Medina al Azuni again. This time is a leader of a quartet of friends who are outspoken, high-spirited, and mischievous to the point of being super irritating. Amy tasked with minding her younger brother while doing the family shopping, follows them and discovers that they are part of a dance group. With their sights set on making it to the finals of local competition, they are a grubby mafia mercurial group and Amy is awestruck by what she sees as their fearlessness. So there's that too.
Amy's life by contract sums with fear. Her father is absent, her mother is anxious, and Sue Amy discovers why. Hiding beneath her mother's bed, she learns that her father has found a new wife, who he will be installing alongside Miriam into that empty bedroom. In one of the most beautifully shot scenes in any movie ever, Amy listens as her mother forced to cheerfully give various people what custom dictates happy news, only to break down the sob in teen calls. Childhood always demands this moment of reckoning. When we realize the image that we have in our parents, our family is not quite true. It's always jarring, sometimes dramatically and occasionally as it is here, completely shattering. For Amy, it is indeed for any woman who has realized that at least some portions of a mother's strength rises from endurance of a life that has been forced upon her. The scene completely shattering. Betrayed by their faith in a family, to discuss her outrage with anyone. It is only natural that Amy will see Angelica's world as a tempting alternative. Which means she has to get into that dance group. The cuties of the film title, a futuristic and beyond narrowly hilarious opportunity to swipe her uncle's smartphone provides an entree. She tapes and learns the group's dance moves and is so able to fill when one of the girls fallouts with the others. While her mother lives a double life of sorrow and acceptance, Amy discovers social media and the heated excitement of being liked for the image she posts. And that when she sees the kind of dancing that young woman most follows and attention, she masters those sexually suggested moves and convinces the cuties to incorporate them into their routine. Watching the girls learn the Turk is funny because at first they are bad of it. They clearly do not know anything at all about sex and little on about their audience. If anything, Cuties is a cry for universal sex education. There are obviously the meaning of the moves. The other girls accept Amy's suggestions about their main competition as a group of older girls and they really want to win. But as the day of father return draw near, she is forced to prepare for a wedding that will deeply wound her mother and her family. Amy throws herself into a new persona with a desperation that's painful to watch. Like shakers courting the Holy Spirit exhausted movement, she channels her growing rage and perfecting the dance, winning the competition and gains some sort of power, any sort of power. In the world she glimpses online, she sees escape for the availability of unhappy managers of mothers. But she is too young to understand that this is not the freedom that she speaks. She is simply exchanging one set of dictates and consequences, one system of control over her body and expression for another. Lacking that understanding, Amy becomes reckless, self-destructive, and increasingly physically violent. Like every child incapable of articulating what they're feeling, she acts out physically. The twerking is not a direct form of defiance, it's a form of nervous breakdown. The real comments of the film is not the performance of the suggestive dance at the finals, to which the on-screen artists react with appropriate shock and disapproval, but the extreme series of actions Amy takes to make sure she is a part of it, including endangering in the life of another girl. Commonly in the moment on stage where Amy suddenly realizes she is doing what she's already done and it is not who she wants to be. So yes, 11-year-old girl twerking cuties and this there is a scene in which they demonstrate how fully they have mastered the skill, which is uncomfortable to watch. Perhaps it goes on too long. 
But that if the audience doesn't get to see what Amy thinks she sees, a confident attempt to claim the power of a modern womanhood, then the perils of her journey will be less believable and less well perilous. Would the outreach be lessened if the characters were 13 or 15? Maybe, but that in itself is troubling. Adult Sense is a long and diverse experience, with many different entry points as they are children, and Dumacall said that she was prompt to make the film by a performance by an actual 11-year-old girl, so no matter how many rules we make of parallel girls we install, susceptible to the more exploited actors of the digital age. Far more troubling, however, is the attempt to demonize as pedophilia as a film about female anger and the struggles with identity and power that so many girls and young women face. At no point in the film are there any of the girls excluding sex, they are to varying degrees, simply trying to insert some control with this tool society encourage young women to use. Perhaps the source of all the outrage is a female director turning a mirror on a few facts that some are not willing to face. Assuming the course if they bothered to watch the movie. Yeah, I decided to watch the movie myself and... Yeah, yeah, the movie has some good parts. The good, I understand what the movie was trying to do, showing a 11-year-old girl struggling with the constructs of a conservative Muslim household and hypersexualization of a body. It's like two ex- struggling with two extremes because, you know. A conservative household, the conservative household um, attempts to control women's bodies one way, and the hyposexualization of social media tends to control women's bodies another way. And, you know, when you are a young person, it, you know, it's very hard for, you know, someone to really take control feels like you're not in control of your own body yeah some of the some of the dance moves are very prerogative and the funny thing that you know everybody fails to realize is that Hollywood does not have a good track record when it comes to sexual harassment sexual assault rape and child and pedophilia you know recently there was one of those guys that got arrested a second, you know, he got arrested from Glee. Yeah, there's two guys who's already been arrested for using child for pornography for that great television show Glee. So, I mean, I don't know what's up. Something's going on in Hollywood. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm gonna read, uh couple of more articles Yeah, it seems like the mainstream media and the public has two 
different. They're saying that oh, this is a coming of age story and this is good. It shines a light to what's really going on. Let me tell you something. And I'm not going to read any more articles. I'm just going to say my true opinion. This movie is off-putting, right? It is not a good movie. Um, it really, you know, it shows these young girls doing some nasty things. Like, you had the 11-year-old black girl blowing a condom, turning a condom into a balloon you have another little girl um trying to film a a little boy's thing it it, it was so inappropriate you had an 11 year old girl try to film go in the bathroom and film a little boy's thing you had a black girl blowing a condom you had um a scene when a couple of bullies actually pulled the main character's pants down and everybody saw her panty, uh, the 11 year old girl's panties. And again, what I said earlier, there was that old man in the laser tag that actually got a, a, a nasty, creepy little kick showing 11 year old girls dancing. And at the end of the movie, they danced so prerogatively that everybody on the audience gassed and they was on the verge of booing them off the stage it was a little too much yeah there's one hypocrisy like if everybody is outraged about this movie we need to talk about all the other inappropriate movies with teenagers and preteens that came out in the past when when i was a kid i saw this movie called kids it starred Rosario Dawson. Um, it had Rosario, a young Rosario Dawson, like real young. And uh, kids was about uh, teenagers uh, uh, doing drugs, having unprotected sex during the HIV pandemic in New York City, right? And one of the scenes, you know. Uh, at the end, it shows the guy who obviously has HIV. If you watch the movie, you know he has HIV. And he's having uh, sex with a, uh, I think, a 12, 13-year-old Rosario Dawson. And it's very off-putting and it's very sad. Um, there's another movie called 13. There's another, there's a couple of movies. You got kids, you have 13, you have Cracktown, you have um, White Girl. There's like a lot of inappropriate movies showing like young people and teenagers and really um, off putting, disgusting scenes. So if the federal government is going to get outraged about that, you need to get outraged about the, all of the other movies in the past. And Hollywood, again, does not have a good track record when it comes to pedophilia and sexual assault. So, this is basically my opinion on the Cuties movies. Um, in the next two days, I'm going to do another episode of uh, this podcast. Uh, and in the episode, I'm basically going to talk about 
you know, I'm going to talk about the Supreme Court uh, justice that recently just passed away on cancer, who was a champion for civil rights and equality. God bless you, Ruth, and I will talk about you in two days. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And again, please uh, follow my podcast. And if you want to, uh, I would like you, you guys to leave a $10 monthly donation on my Anchor account if possible. If you like my content, uh, thank you very much and you enjoy your night. God bless.